Katie, and this is Classically Black Podcast. Where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession. With trap beats playing in the background. Hey, y'all. Hello. Lots to discuss this week. You said what? So lots to discuss this week. Oh, indeed. <laughs> Not indeed. <laughs> um, well, I guess we'll just jump right in. Let's, let's jump in. Yeah. Um, okay, so for the news this week, first just shouting out the 2023 Sphinx Medal of Excellence honorees. Um, they just announced three honorees. The first one, cellist uh, Thomas Mesa, who won Sphinx a couple years ago. Um, and now he won this. And then um, Andy Marie Moore, um, who is a soprano, um, made her, her met debut in 2020 in Porgy and Bess lots of other very impressive accolades on her part and then Joel Thompson um composer extraordinaire um so if you want to learn more about them um and this award then I'll link that in the description but shout out to them congratulations I love Tommy Mesa mm-hmm. I met him in the elevator at oh, really? yeah <laughs> yeah he mad cool yeah um also congrats shout out to uh tanya leon who was just uh named one of the kennedy center uh 45th honorees for lifetime artistic achievements um along with i don't i mean i wrote her down because she's relevant to the show but there was a couple other ones gladys knight being one of them shout out to gladys knight um but yeah i was like period okay katie you next year oh that's not not so much not enough okay <laughs> um okay yeah those were quick ones and then last but not least um the black pearl chamber orchestra has just announced that they have received a three hundred thousand dollar grant um let me hold a dollar hold on from uh the Mellon foundation to support their community centered programming over the next three years so orchestra founder uh jerry lee Jerry Lynn Johnson uh, said that the Mellon Grant is representing the largest investment in the organization's um, uh, mission since it was founded in 2008. Um, as part of the grant, they're going to be doing a new project start called, rather, uh, the Kaleidoscope Initiative. Um, the purpose of the project is to support emerging composers, and particularly composers of color. Um, they said that this represents an expansion of Black Pearl's mandate to normalize diversity in classical music by focusing on and creating access and opportunities in the creative process of music making. They will also per- uh, perform world premieres of works by three composers, and each performance is going to be recorded. Um, and they also stressed um, the important role that having these recordings plays in building a composer a composer's creative career. Um, by, you know, allowing them to enter competitions and fellowships and job positions mm-hmm. and everything like that. So, period. Shout out to them. And yeah, that was quick. That was quick. Yeah, I know. But listen, fine by me. <laughs> All right, y'all. So, for intermission, we're gonna do lessons lately. Um. I don't know. I like doing these. Want to go first? Um, sure. Let's 
see. I was like, I don't be remembering what I said, so if I listen to it before, I'm still listening to it. Okay. I feel like it's been a minute since we did it, right? At least five or six weeks. Am I lying? Listen, I'm going from glory to glory. All right, I'm doing the best I can. So if we did it last week, that we did no, it last we, week, then definitely skip ahead. Then it's definitely been at least a couple weeks. Yeah, um, it's been a minute. I feel like at least four. Um, okay, so my first one is a throwback. How did I get on this? I think because of that ridiculous verses that they did, but um. <laughs> I just started listening back to Sexy Can I by Ray J. I was like, remember that song? Oh my God. Throwback. Oh my, my God. Song. Sexy Can I just part in my mask, girl. How you got it? Like, whoa, it's a yeah. cold day. Whoa, we're living. Oh, turn it on, turn it on, okay. turn it I know oh. I've definitely we've definitely played worse than that. Or I have for sure. <laughs> yeah, I feel there there's been some moments. Who said it? Who was it? Um Peyton was like, I love how this show has gotten progressively more I forgot the word he used, but basically more spicy. It could get worse. Y'all should hear us um off the mics, which you'll never hear. So I shouldn't have said that. Um <laughs> I need to um uh, that's that's more of a reason for classically black junior because we need to differentiate you said we need a what we need to differentiate like that's more of a, a more of a um a case to make classically black junior so we have something for y'all to have your kids listen to yeah because i mean your kids could listen to this but like not your not kid t- kids not your kid not your and not your bright eye and bushy tail you like i want to be in the orchestra oh, yeah. i took 73 auditions on the advanced ones and everyone's <laughs> dying and nobody's gonna make it past 23 <laughs> give up now it's easier <laughs> yeah going so, it here, so didn't one kid contact you and said they, he listens to classically black and i was like you watch a major music you listen to classically black <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> skip around. Skip around. <coughs> okay. <laughs> so my first one, there's this artist called Changemo or Changmo. And he's Korean. And I don't know what he's saying, but he got a banger on his hands. And I said I sent this to Jen because she listens to a lot of K pop and she started laughing at me. But you'll 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 see what I mean. It is T, okay? Uh, this is called SMF. SMF and I'm right here. SMF, don't test me here. Mom, don't put your girl now like deal. We want to move and talk about working, cash and girls. And so tell my son that three years. Try to show up back to the mountains. We want to move and talk about working, cash and girls. And none of them got to get a tone. 
don't know. I heard it on TikTok. I was like, who is that? What is that? Listen, all I know is the Koreans are taking notes. That's what I've seen. But it's lit. I had a great time. I don't know what he's saying. But um, that's fine. <laughs> um, As always, I was a struggle to figure out which Stevie Wonder song I'm going to play during this. But um, now you know what I should have played? I should have played You Haven't Done Nothing, which is what his, his Richard Nixon diss. And Richard Nixon <laughs> resigned two days after it was released. I was like, his power. The power that he holds. Period. Because <laughs> um, it's giving Joe Biden. But no, I'm going to play. This song is called Superwoman. And then, like, you know how songs be having, like, a thing in the parentheses. And in the parentheses is Where Were You When I Needed You? Because it's two, it's like two songs in one. It's like the whole mm. thing is about, like, seven or so minutes. It's like two songs on the same track. And there's, like, a little transition. Um, mm. So I was like, which one am I going to play? I think I'm going to play the latter one, which is which is Where Were You When I Needed You. So I just dropped the pin somewhere in that little transition. And we can see where we end up. Okay. Now the summer's gone and love cannot be found. Where were you when I needed you last winter? My love, when the winter came, you went further south. Parting from those nests, leaving me in Yeah, I was inside a lot lately. Mm-hmm. Sweet, I like that song. Mm-hmm. It's like a vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of not knowing what people are saying, oh. um, <laughs> Bad Bunny dropped an album recently, and he got this song called "How You Say This." T. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, here we go. Titi me pregunto. No, Titi me pregunto. Okay. And I don't know what he's saying, but this is a banger. Some like question. Some with question. I asked you, Shane. I was talking to him earlier. He don't know what Titi me. Titi me. Titi me pregunto. I don't know. Um, so my question. Yeah. Answer. But that's probably it. I know Bad Bunny is Puerto Rican. But when I had this blasting driving down a 307 in Cancun, I was like, this is a vibe. This is the freest I felt all year. I mean, I wasn't, I was a little stressed because I was driving in Mexico. But honestly, driving in Memphis, driving in Mexico, it's honestly a Venn diagram. It's a circle. And Cancun, um, it's a lot of tourists, so. Yeah, that's what I was like, like, the road, that's why I was kind of confident my mom was not impressed. But, um... <laughs> But the reason why I felt comfortable is like Mexico Mexico is a bigger country than than Jamaica with more resources and even in Jamaica the roads by the tourists stuff 
are going to be nice. They're going to be straight. Um, if I was playing like inland Mexico, I probably would have not been so. Yeah, because I've been to Mexico City. It is stressful. <laughs> and, like the roads are fine because there's a lot of money in Mexico City, but the mm. the the driving is <laughs> unhinged. Yeah, like I wonder if it's like driving in New York. I, I said I would never drive in New York again. I hate driving in New York. Um, but it was something. Would I do it again? Yeah, oh, I felt fine. Honestly, literally, it's it's like Memphis. Organized vibes with with chaos. Um, there's no right away. If you want to right away, you take it. That's what it is. But anyway, Titi me Titi me pregunto. Here we go. Titi me preguntó si tengo muchas novias, muchas novias, hoy tengo a una, mañana a otra, ey, pero no hay poda. Titi me preguntó si tengo muchas novias, muchas novias, hoy tengo a una, mañana a otra, me lo voy a llevar a todas un VIP, un VIP, ey, saluden a Titi, vamos a tirarnos un selfie, say cheese, ey, que sonrían las que ya les metí, un VIP, un VIP. Can love that song. I don't know what he's saying, but he tearing it up. Okay, <laughs> he going to he's going to Ravinia. Um, he's gonna be at Ravinia the last week of August. I'm trying to get my cousins to go with me. Nadia said yes. Allison's like, I'm not going. I want to go so bad. I want to go so bad. I, I said I would start studying if I can get them to agree. Dang, how how much is that? Cause, we gonna because he's big. Yeah, I have a feeling because Ravinia will do like they've been doing. They'll do like bigger acts at the end of the summer, and it's always like completely sold out. I think the lawn is fifty dollars. Oh, oh, I don't, but but I also don't anticipate being able to. The way Ravinia is, it's like they have seating. That's gonna be, that's gonna be insane. But the lawn and stuff like that, you go, you just going for the vibes because depending on what they'll have, like monitors up so you can see the stage. But the the lawn is flat, mm-hmm. and like you can you can go early and get like some like there's like a there's one spot that has like a hill, so you can like see onto the stage. But when you sit on the lawn at Ravinia concerts, I, I just think it's a vibe. Like you go to see CSO, ten dollars on the lawn, picnic. Can't you can't see nothing? But I know the energy gonna be crazy. I know, like when they do like when Aretha Franklin was there, was Aretha Franklin? No, my bad. When Patti LaBelle was there. You couldn't you couldn't even find where to walk. <laughs> like Dang, I bet. they always do something like that at the end of the summer. Like Patty LaBelle was there. There was another person that was like, Y'all got them. Dang. I don't remember. But yeah. They I like that they're trying to you can see they're trying to be more inclusive. Like I like that a lot. Like it's a CSO summer home, but they'll do like a little acts. Yeah, because Bad Bunny gonna be here. My cousin, my cousin went to see him. I think in Puerto Rico last year. She really likes him. Oh, I saw a TikTok because when he goes to Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico, you hear me? When he goes to Puerto Rico, he like you can't buy tickets online. So I saw a TikTok of this girl doing a vlog waiting for Bad Bunny tickets. They had to. People were out there like three days in advance, and like the line like went all the way back. And people, I'm like, I've never seen people standing in line for. for tickets anymore but he wanted to make sure that 
you know, Puerto Ricans got to see it and people would have like buy it out mm-hmm. bots and stuff. So, um, I want to see him in concert. I, I ain't gonna know no words, but I'm gonna be vibing. Okay. Like he know what he doing. Something about it. I don't know. My cousin one ain't Hollywood Bowl. My mom's going to see, um, they're doing like a black film soundtrack concert where they playing like soundtracks from all, from a lot of like black movies and stuff. That sounds good. You're not going? Oh, you don't like concerts. Yeah, it's, it's a school night. She said, I actually don't care about it's that. It's a school she, night. She, she told me she should go to school night for you. I'm like, I'm 23. Like, <laughs> go somewhere at night and go to school the next day. <laughs> but She really said it was a school night? Yeah. Come on, man. Um, but I don't know if she's good. Well, she's obviously going with somebody. I don't know if she's she going with. But, um, oh, you wasn't invited. Nah. She, she mentioned it to me a couple months ago, but that was before I knew I was moving back here. So I see. Yeah. Oh, it's sold out. Yes. I don't know. I'm not pressed to go. Like I would go if she invited me, but I'm not pressed. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, my last thing. So I always thought, so all of my top, cause I have a lot of singers that I really love and this is like beyond like their actual music, like just voice wise. Mm -hmm. I noticed that all my top singers were men. Like just a voice, not that oh I think they have the best voice. Just a voice that like I just was like dang I really love their voice. And I always thought like okay maybe that's because like I'm a bass player. I like a like a lower voice. Mm-hmm. And then I remembered I don't know how I stumbled into this, but Elder Barge did a Tiny Desk in February of this year, and I just found out about it like a couple weeks ago. And so the Barge was a a, like a family group in like the 80s and the lead singer was Elder Barge and he mm-hmm. has a super high voice and I was like oh he's one of my favorite singers ever and so that I know that's not it now because of him so I'm gonna play mm-hmm. I was gonna play actually it's my show I'm was our show but I was like because I was like I wanted to play a one where he was singing really really high and so I'm gonna play a little bit of two songs mm-hmm. by DeBarge um two of the probably their most popular songs if you you might not know them just because they came out in the 80s and you was listening to like a lot of gospel music but a lot of black people will will know both of these songs but you might know one of them i might because the name's like i know the name yeah you you actually you could you probably would know both but i think you would know at least one so the first Mm -hmm. one i'm gonna play a little bit of all this love Okay, and then the next one is I Like It, which is one of the, this one you might know. And I'm going to play into the song where he goes like really, really high. Uh, he starts singing really, really high. But first I got to find it. Um, Where is it? Sorry, my bad, y'all, my bad, y'all. Oh, I'm literally still on... <laughs> 
the other song. <laughs> I'm like, these lyrics are, are looking. They're not giving. It's because it's not the song. So, <laughs> like, it's literally not. Um. Okay. I'm like struggling. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Sing that part. <laughs> um, but what's crazy? He sounds. He still sounds exactly like that. Mm. You know, there, there are very few people, even not even forty years later, but even people who don't sound the same today, making records today, that don't sound the same live as they yeah. do on the record. And he still sounds mm-hmm. exactly the same as he does in the eighties. And because his tiny desk was actually very tiny, it was literally him and a guitarist because he was playing. A, piano and oh guitarist shoot. and it sounds exactly like that i was like that's crazy good for him yeah. okay y'all know i'll be in my jazz bag um i like the song called nobody knows you when you're down and out by bessie smith jazz but y'all know what I mean it gets more blues you really never know what you're gonna get on classical black lessons lately like the <laughs> the span of what we just played right now is crazy <laughs> freaking Korean rap Stevie Wonder <laughs> there's Ray no line <laughs> oh Chile yeah 
All right, y'all. We should do like a cute, like little, like listeners, like what y'all been listening to. I want to hear what y'all been listening to lately. Oh, true. I be, I be, um, I be trying to explore music more so I don't get like in a rut of like listening to the same stuff. And I found, I found this artist. I sent something to Richard. Oh, uh, called Elise. He's like neo soul, and I was like, hold on. Hmm. So I've been trying to, but I want to hear what I want to hear what y'all listening to. What y'all, what y'all talking about? Figure out how to do that. But yeah. Well, the time has come. Mm-hmm. Book club. We're booking and clubbing. Okay, Delaney. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, we just read part one. I front loaded the first like two weeks because we had the most time. Like we told y'all a month ago so like the first two weeks is more heavy reading than the last couple mm-hmm. um because and also because i wanted you know me i love a pattern and the book is in parts and so i wanted it to split at least like i didn't want to end in the middle of a part mm-hmm. so if y'all feel like y'all got homework sorry about it you can listen to the episode on your own time i'm tra- trying to remind people of that because i don't want them to feel like oh i'm not gonna participate because you know i can't you know read 100 pages this week but um yeah so we just read so we read chapters one through nine of the violent conspiracy what was your oh i should probably do a summary right before overall reaction mm-hmm. um, okay so part one is where they like establish that like okay the violin is stolen right he's in new york with the girlfriend <clears throat> and the violin <laughs> is uh <laughs> The violin is stolen. He figures that out once he gets all the way back to North Carolina, where he's from. Um, and at this point, you know, they've been in the room. They've been, um, he's been on the plane. And that's pretty much it, you know, because he has a, he, he says that he has not let the violin at his site. Uh, on time it was at his site was when he was in the shower, in the room. And they, they did get room service, so there was a housekeeper there. Basically, the first the whole, the whole first part is them, you know, talking to the police, talking to the FBI, getting the details. So we're getting details about the story, about you know, what's going on. Who might we're getting suspects, all of that. He's upset and sulking. He don't want to play no other violin. Yada yada. Part two is a flashback six years before, when he was in high school, and it's just showing like him gigging is showing a little bit more of his family life a lot of his family life too much of his family <laughs> life <laughs> and um and how also how he came to have the violin the the heirloom we don't it's not yet revealed that it's Stradivarius but it's literally on the book sleeve so we know that um but yeah I figured we will get more into the details when we discuss it okay yep that was it i mean um oh yeah and also that they so when at first i was like when before i started reading i'm like how he was a violin but basically he still has the case and stuff like they ain't swooped the whole thing that's why when he got home he was like where the hell my violin at oh yeah and they um, put a shoe in there because i was like i was like how you not feel there's no violin in this case but they put a shoe in there so it felt like there was something in it yeah and in the shoe it was like send five million dollars of bitcoin um 
five million dollars worth of bitcoin and you get your violin back i was like dang they really got him mad. like dang have you ever gotten some of those like spam things where they be trying to blackmail blackmail you yeah i used to get these phone calls from this lady <gasps> that's but scary. not di- yeah it was scary not directly to my phone i have a uh you know that thing i used to do i don't do it no more that account had a had a I don't even know what you're talking about. A Google Voice number, huh? <laughs> so I don't know what you're talking about. But remember, I, I was doing that little business thing. Remember, it was real cute at first, but then I was like, I'm a I'm a focus on Katie Mason vegan. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, and so she would call like the Google Voice number associated with like that account, and she would be like, um, what she would say? She used to be like. Like, I'm getting in contact with the lawyers. Like, you're not answering me. Like, Baze Squaze. Like, you, um, like, I met with so-and-so this morning. And it's like, you, like, we settled on $10,000 to give back to me. I was like, girl. <laughs> it was crazy. If, like, I should see if I can find it. Do I still have Google Voice on my phone? Well, yeah. That's, all, that's as close as I got. It was clearly, like scam i've gotten emails but not like i've gotten emails talking about oh we hacked your camera we caught you doing something nefarious and and i have control over your account because they send you an email as yourself like they spoof your email address and so it looks like i'm getting an email from my account and saying like and they're saying i broke into your account i have everything i'm gonna release your contents of your laptop to your contacts and all these pictures i found you i'm like go ahead I don't want no pictures of me on my on my laptop. <laughs> like, but you know, for people that do, that they probably really think they finna they finna yeah. And they don't be asking for a lot of money. I'm like, see, they be like, send twelve hundred dollars to my wallet. I'm like, twelve hundred dollars. You blackmailing somebody for twelve hundred dollars? But they get it real. They get it real crafty. They, they get it real. Like it's actually kind of terrifying. I there's a. <laughs> There's a documentary that talks about like scamming and like they went to Jamaica and they interviewed <laughs> they interviewed a Jamaican. He was like, Y'all giving y'all don't want giving us the money? And I was like, All right. <laughs> it's like they you giving it to us. Crazy. That's why when you go to Jamaica, it's like impossible to freaking use your um card. You gotta like call your bank, like, please stop embarrassing me in the store. This is me. Um but what you thought about the book what you thought so far so i don't you know y'all know i don't really read fiction and of fiction mystery is probably really not at the top of what i would read just because i don't like suspense but i feel like so far the mystery portion of the book is fine like i used to do whodunits when i was a kid um Mm -hmm. and whodunits are like it's literally like little stories and stuff. There's like a detective who done it, and then you have to, like, he'll they'll tell you the story, and then they were like, "Do you know who did it?" And then you have to like there's clues in the story that's gonna tell you who done it. Um, I was never like particularly good at them. I think I was better at them when I was a kid than I am now because I found some of my old who done it books and was like, "The heck, I <laughs> cannot solve these." But um. So like it, it's been it's like light mystery because like I don't like when it's too much like I don't want no murder no nothing but you know they stole yeah. the violin whatever like 
So, so far, that part, I'm like, okay. I was suspecting a girlfriend a little bit. Because she kept changing her story. I was like, okay, Nicole, like. Yeah, I couldn't figure out. So, so when when the detective came, first of all, Nicole was hell-bent on going back to Erie. Which, which I, Erie, I'm guessing Pennsylvania. And I... I don't think nothing of it because I was like, yeah, like I'm not if I'm if I'm a per service musician, I'm not finna stay here and hang out with you because like you my boyfriend or whatever. Like I gotta go to work. So she was like hell bent on going back. But then all of a sudden all of a sudden you coming back now. But I mean I guess like if it's an investigation, like you gotta come back. But what started to what started to like hmm me me go hmm was when the detective or like Miss Girl, whoever they the private investigator that the insurance company which also i tabbed that because i was like is that a thing like i think so I, well actually i don't think but it makes sense because i guess it's for the insurance company it's better for them to front load that cost to recover the violin than have to pay out millions of yeah dollars. that's true it was called like a art i'll find it i'm gonna use it one hand right now oh but, the fbi the arts division or whatever but like it was was that the fbi that did it or was that the violin company hire her because they were saying how she has recovered stuff in the past no the the insurance company yeah they hired her but then the, also the fbi they were saying the fbi art d- division was also there like that yeah. recovered stolen art and stuff but yeah she was yeah she was a private investigator from the insurance company because they were that because they was looking into him too because you know yeah that thought he was number one assessor because they were like we could you trying to cash out or whatever but well, the reason why i was was she kind of like made my feelers go up is when she was like when trying to recount what happened she was like okay old dude was in the shower room service came i had no money to tip her so i went into the the room and left her with the food she was putting the food out and i left her to um to you know go get money i didn't have no money in my wallet so i went to raekwon's wallet and got the money came back tipped her and left and the investigator was like okay how long did that take she was like i'm like 30 seconds then she was like well i don't know like five minutes oh i don't know it's a huge difference first of all 30 seconds and two minutes a huge difference because if she trying to be if she's trying to be quick and nifty you know what i'm saying like she finna she's gonna do she's gonna like hurry up and and try to get it done so she could and the investigator i I forgot which one it was either the lady or the fbi person was like well she don't need she just needs opportunity and you gave her opportunity she probably was eyeing that violin for a minute and then finally had the chance but i'm just like that's not adding up at all and then also didn't didn't raekwon say something about how he he left the violin in the room but now it's in a living room or something like that you remember he or said he, that he is, usually leaves it in the bedroom but i guess that time he left it in the living room why and mind you it took her a little minute to say because i already wrote it down i wrote it down that i was already suspecting her and then on the next page she tried to clean it up first it's okay so we found out in the very beginning that she said oh when he came out the shower in the very beginning before we even knew it was gone he was she was like oh i went in your wallet and i tipped the housekeeper or whatever the the room service lady and then when she was getting interviewed by the dude she was like oh i was looking for my purse i was like why are you looking for your purse if i thought you tipped with red Kwan's money and then on the next page she was like oh well i couldn't i only had a 20 so then i went to find his wallet i'm like see why didn't you leave with that 
Now all of a sudden, now that right. you're they asking follow up questions. Now all of a sudden, oh, you only had a now it's all these details and stuff like that. And that's a that's a prime example. Of somebody lying. They add people when people lie. They add unnecessary details. Yeah, because they want to make it sound believable. Nicole, I feel like like when we, I talked to Delaney before we record, I feel like she's at least in on it. That's my guess. But the only thing that's holding me back is that I've watched enough um, Law and Order SVU to know that it's not going to be that obvious. So, but you know what? But I don't think because she's not even. I feel like the foremost because there's other suspect like the housekeeper not coming to work the next day and fleeing the country. Going to Honduras and then coming back, talking about, like, oh, I need to see my mother. Yeah, like, I feel like that is the more, like, oh, my God, they fled, they fled the country. They had to actually look for her and go to Honduras. And, like, that's why I feel like it's the, it's not her because, like, it's that seems, like, more suspicious than what Nicole got going on. And that's why I feel like it might, it might circle back to be her because sometimes it'd be the person in the beginning because I don't think it's, like, I don't think there's overwhelming evidence that it's nicole and that's why i feel like it could it could still mm. be her or like like you said she's at least in on it but that is if the timeline doesn't change because they gave us the he gave us the play-by-play he said he did not let the violin out of his sight until he was practicing they went to dinner had the violin on him the entire time he went to the bathroom had the violin on him the whole time only time he let it at his sight is when they were in that room and the only other people in that room only other person in that room was the girlfriend until the housekeeper came so either housekeeper stole it girlfriend was in on it but also it might be her because i remember i, I made a note like at the very like first couple pages and she was like oh i think the the mozart let me see how i can find it i thought the mozart could be slow or something like that i'm like who that's why i was like i was like I, that's why i could never date a classical musician because why don't you let me do what i'm doing i was just about to say <laughs> I, I wrote that down too yeah i also wrote like <laughs> when i like a couple pages in i was like how corny is this finna get because like she like this this quote on page four where she was like um when he was like she turned to him and pressed her hand against his chest the warmth of her spread through his shirt like her touch like a pizzicato i was like this i am not finishing this book and we must and this was like the third string music corny bs i was like i will not finish this book I, we will have to pull out we have to delete the post on instagram and make an announcement i cannot i read a lot of fiction I don't read corny fiction, okay? That was, I was like, how much more can I take? Not, not like a pizzicata. I was like, Ugh! I did write down that there was like, there was a bit of like music analogies and, and like metaphors and stuff like that. Oh yeah, the same, okay, also what we talked about before we started recording, t- top of the page, twisted and untwisted a lock of her auburn hair. That's how I know. Yeah, yeah, that's what made me, I was like, dang. But I was like, how I have a note right here. How corny is this finna get? Okay. <laughs> and then also underneath that, I was like, also this is why I couldn't date a musician because she over here talking about like, oh, you know, I think it should be slower. Miss Girl, one of us is going for a Tchaikovsky competition and one of us is not. I was just about to say, one of us <laughs> is a plus one. Like, <laughs> and so maybe, maybe she, I don't know, jealous or something like that. Like, maybe that gives maybe that's it yeah right here when you're playing the Mozart I think you're playing the second movement too fast just try maybe 
two clicks slower, which also was annoying to me because I hate when musicians do that two? because two clicks. Okay, that's what I'm like, <laughs> like shut up. <laughs> and I, I know, I know, like, okay, like, okay. To be fair, like, when I'm in the nitty gritty of excerpts, like Jen will be like, we gonna have to do like, like no slower. Like for Don Juan, she like no slower than one sixty eight, and I'll be like Jen, if I go on a little one sixty six, ain't nobody going. She's like no slower than one sixty eight. So I, I know, but that just pissed me off because I'm just like, I could never date a classical musician because that would piss. Do not talk to me like that. What do you mean? I'm going to Moscow to play my little joint, and you gonna be at home, Erie? Yeah. Nah. So I feel like, I feel like maybe she jealous or something. Cause what's the motivation? Yeah, or money, or like they've they've been alluding to this other family. Um, the Marks Wait, I family. Didn't, I, I didn't catch a pick up on that. I said I was gonna go back and read it. What do you mean? Cause I was like, who are the Marks? Did he no, they, they, just... they haven't. So they haven't revealed. Okay, who okay, they okay, are, okay, but they've okay. been a, yeah, they've been alluding to like he's saying, oh, okay. it has to either be my family or them. But you know what I did pick up on? He said his great great grandpa's name. And the last name is Mark. So I'm like, are these distant family members? I, I did see that. But I was wondering, like, maybe we're going to find out later. Because uh, so in the family part, he goes back to his grandma house in Georgia. And wait, that still wouldn't make sense. I was going to say he go back to his grandma house in Georgia. And his grandma, I guess his her husband, like, has a violin. And he gifted. He her, his grandma gifted him the violin. It was like if you could find her it, dad or her grandpa. That wasn't clear at first. Oh, it wasn't her husband. No, it, and that wasn't clear at first because he was calling him oh. pop, and I was thinking I thought it was her. I thought it was his grandpa. Oh, but he was yeah. But then she said something about how it was either her dad or her grandpa. Oh, okay. So that yeah, that would check out then. Maybe like because I remember when they finally found a violin, everybody was like, the family is is a lot. Like yeah and so when he was digging through the attic trying to find his violin and then his grandma found the violin before he did and gave it to him for christmas and the whole family was like up in arms about like why are you giving him this violin no one was happy for him to have the violin but it's just like y'all literally just said a couple pages ago how y'all never wanted to play the violin when y'all were younger she was trying to get y'all to play the violin y'all didn't care about the violin the violin wasn't worth nothing. so why are y'all so tight about it so maybe we'll find out later Maybe that violence actually worth a lot of money or something. Oh yeah, that's the Stradivarius. But they don't know that yet. Is did they say that? That says that's in the summary of the book on the book sleeve. Oh, I didn't read. I didn't read because <laughs> it says that, like the precious heirloom, the family heirloom turns out to be a Stradivarius. Oh, not too much. I thought you knew that. <laughs> I didn't read the summary. Uh, I, I was like, I'm I'm gonna read the book. That's why I was like. Mm. Okay. You got a choice. Well, yeah, I made it. the graphics with the plot summary and stuff. So yeah, I read it. Yeah, they just oh, they just like they just think oh oh grandma shut the hell up like they just that's because that's what the family the family just seems very bitter and ridiculous. Um, okay, I'm so slow sometimes, but I did not read the summary. I was like, I and I was reading the book. I'm like, I wonder if the um, I wonder if the Stradivarius is the one he found in the attic, and I just kept. <laughs> just kept going. So I'm like, I'm finna find out. I, ne- I never read a summary. I'm always, I always just be like, ooh, let's see, let's see what happens. <laughs> um, well, there we go. There's that. Gotta clear that up. 
so yeah so he doesn't refer to the marxes as this family also i feel like i should have wrote it down but i feel like they alluded to something saying that they was white so i'm like maybe i don't know what really? it's about i feel like there was one little off thing or maybe and i should have wrote it down because now it just sounds like i'm making stuff up but um before we move on there's a lot to talk about in part two so part before but before we move on from part one because like like we said we think we said our suspicions and that's pretty much all that's in part one is like yeah you know i wrote down raekwon needs to go to therapy <laughs> because of page nine let me read you this paragraph so this is after he lo- he found out it's gone it says Everything that everyone had ever thought about Ray, about people who looked like Ray, was now turning into reality with an inevitability that he almost welcomed. It was so expected. He was bringing their words to life. He was exactly what they said he was, incompetent, irresponsible. It was all true, true, true. He not only wasn't good enough, but he'd never been good enough. He would always, now and forever, be the dumb nigger who lost the most important thing in his whole worthless life. What? Like, <laughs> I feel like that's when there was some little stuff that like was, you know, dinging. But that's when the book took a turn for me. Cause I feel like I was just I was just reading, enjoying. Why doesn't even make sense? And that's what he's thinking. Like that's what he's thinking right now as he lost the violence. So what I'm thinking is what the fuck? Because <laughs> because I literally I remember I was sitting at my dining room table and I was literally like, Whoa. Like I literally was <laughs> I said it out loud. Because I was I was I just wasn't expecting that. And part of it and I was just like that's why I wrote down Rayquan needs to go to therapy because like when I do stuff like I like I said, I'm no stranger to negative self talk. Sometimes if I do something that's ridiculous, I'll be like, Oh my god, how could I have been so stupid? Like, you know, whatever. Oh my god, I'm an idiot. Like talking, you know, down to yourself. Never in my life though have I been like, Oh, I'm such a stupid nigger. Like what? I just And this this is what I was telling Delaney. One one thing I had such a hard time placing the time period of this book because for stuff that we'll talk about later too because of stuff like that like how did that even how did it, i don't understand i don't even understand how we got there like yeah you lost a 10 million dollar violin that's crazy but like it's not like he even said like when he was talking to the detective and stuff like it's not like i just had it out on the street i was just leaving it unlocked on a park bench so how did you get how did you get there but you know what? Like, in part two, when we saw the type of stuff he was coming up against, I guess that's how he got there. <laughs> that's what he was hearing. Because part two was a doozy. <sighs> part two was a doozy. It, I just, I, like, okay. I have, there was so many times where, like, there were so many times I had no idea where I was. Like, are we in 1960? Are we in present day? Like, I had I had no. The only thing that when I finally knew like where we were is when he said he was on his phone, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay. But I had, at no point. Have you seen? <laughs> what am I going to even ask you? But I watched as much as I could take, which was 20 minutes of the. Carisha and Kevin Gates interview. Oh, <laughs> I love Carisha, but you know I love Carisha. I love her down. So I was like, I'm gonna support whatever she does. And she Carisha reminds me a lot of Cardi B. People think she's stupid, but she's actually very smart 
and she also just makes good entertainment so i was like let me i don't even know who kevin gates was i had no idea i, I found out and it was going smooth i was he was talking about his trauma he was talking about like the importance of crying he was talking about therapy da, 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 da. and then out of nowhere we took a left turn and then from that moment until the time i finally clicked off at no point did i know which way we were going where we was at what we was doing and that's how i felt when he when he dropped the first nick i was like er yeah girl page nine <laughs> page nine <laughs> like I was like between the corniness and that I don't know because I don't like we we could we could give racism without giving Jim Crow you know what I'm saying like we could it's possible same problem I had with that uh opera Omar with the random niggers that he put that Rhiannon I think her name is put in there what's the point we we get it this opera is literally about a slave we get it like yeah that's what i had like um i just felt like a lot of the depictions of racism were a bit on the nose for me like they were really in your face to the and like to the point where it was like like i'm not saying like oh we sugarcoat racism like that's not what i'm saying like and if you are reading this book around with us you will know what we're talking about Mm, like they're just like they like they they go from zero to a hundred like zero but each one Every each one. one like he'll be in the store and he'll be like hey um hey i'd like to buy this and be like get the fuck out of here you darky and it's like <laughs> what darky was crazy darky was crazy <laughs> and that is in the book darky is in the book oh i didn't that make is, that up <laughs> like okay boom right so because I already was like, because like Delaney said, like, I was I was kind of like, after I got past like some of the little, you know how like a gnat comes and like nicks your face? Like after I got past that in the first part, I was into the plot. I was like, oh my God, did Pilar, her name's Pilar, did Pilar take it? Like, oh my God. Then we got to part two with his childhood. It is so much to unpack here. Like, I was like, okay. Let's talk about, let's talk about, what you want to talk about first? You want to talk about the violin? You want to talk about his mama? You want to talk about his school? What you want to talk about? Girl, we didn't even get to the freaking mom. Okay. Let's just get the mom over with. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> because she is really gunning for the spot of, like, antagonist. Like, <laughs> like she, if it's an audition, she killing it. Like, you are going to get cast. Like, and I tried to be, like, as I was reading, I tried to be, like, open-minded because like i feel like for me like from from an educator lens my thing has going forward has always been like most parents want the best for their kids like i've always when when i've seen questionable things whether teaching public school teaching el system or whatever i've always tried to be 10 toes down most kids most parents want the best for their kids and there are terrible parents out there like there are like some stuff you wouldn't even believe at how they treat their kids you would literally never believe it but uh it's too much just letting one hurt son <laughs> it's to the point that it don't even make sense that's why and i feel like when it's paired with like the other things i'm just like did the publisher want you to do this? like I, I don't know so for example boom we we meet his, his mom his mom don't want him playing violin in the house which I've seen before. I've had students whose parents don't want them 
either playing their instrument too late or playing it at all. So like that wasn't, it's sad to me, but it was surprising. Mm-hmm. But when he was like, Raekwon is a senior. His mama want him to graduate school in December and get his GRE, what's it called? GED. Get his GED and work at Popeye's. Because I was just about he, to look for the quote because so he could um bring money in. Now I understand like I understand like <laughs> wanting to bring money in. Like like I've had students in the past who have been like Miss Brown. We gotta figure something out because like I'm 16 now. My mom needs me to start working. I have to work 20 hours a week. I gotta we gotta figure out. I don't know if I'm able to practice as much. Like whatever. I've had that. But I don't understand how we got from that to like he already has a job working at a construction site. So why can't he just find another job after school and just stay in school? Like what? And he's a senior. I'm like, why do you want him to gra- get a GED a semester before he graduates so he can work at Popeyes? What are we talking about? Yeah, like it's not adding up. It's really not. It's like two plus two equals elephant to her. Like. She's a hater too. Like everything that he does, she just don't like him. Like he got his little gig. Yeah. He got his gig. He's like, oh, I'm making two hundred dollars on my gig, and she was just like, I'm on the phone, Raekwon, and yeah, my like, and, and everything he do is like, shut that up, and <laughs> literally, no, but literally, like everything, like he got this gig. You was just belly aching to him about how. <laughs> oh, like you gotta you gotta pay for these kids, which I really hate when parents do that. I really like. I really hate that. I'm not a parent, but I just, I just can't imagine, like, I can't imagine that. And you got to pay for these kids. You got to pay. You got to put your, your, your um, you got to put money in. I'm like, it'd be different if he was 18 and he was just living there. He wasn't doing nothing. It's like, you're not doing him a favor by raising him <laughs> like that. You're not doing, and you're also not doing anything exceptional by feeding feeding and clothing him like that is what you're supposed to do like that that is not exceptional so when he finally got his little gig I was gonna pay way more it was like $20 he was like that's like two weeks working after school she was like I ain't giving you a ride ha you just was in my face talking about I need to get a job you just said that talk about I ain't giving you a ride and then when he got dressed for his gig and she was like where you going and he was like, I'll, I'll have that gig I was telling you about. And she was like, I'm not giving you a ride. Are you good? And it's like, <laughs> I don't like, like, the way, Loki, the way, like, the way that she's, like, they, like, there be little stuff like, oh, she checking her fake nails. And it's just like, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm triggered by that. But, um, yeah. it, like, it just, it was just, like, weird. Like, she seemed more interested in, like, it, it just made her seem like oh she wanted she was like oh so-and-so just got a new tv because they son is working so it made it seem like she's just like milking him and taking all his money and she's just yeah. like just the worst and all she worried about is being on the phone with her friends and she was on the phone when he was telling her that he got that scholarship and she was like don't interrupt me on the phone and 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 she was like girl he talking about a scholarship on, like to her friend on the phone like she yeah. just seemed like that very like it was like really caricature of like yeah black woman on the phone with her friend oh girl checking her nails not taking care of her kids like it just it, i didn't like that and and i also didn't like the like his escape 
was oh Vivaldi like you know because like, yeah when they were talking about the GED and working at Popeyes it was like oh he put in he turned on Vivaldi's Vivaldi's Inverno and uh, as high up as it could go and and I was just like okay like that and then like okay this is about you doing what I say and getting a damn job. She said to him, and you could have been making good money at Popeye's by now. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, he couldn't have. First of all. <laughs> no, he couldn't have. You couldn't even tell him to work at Chick-fil-A. Like, <laughs> he actually literally could not have. So. <laughs> and I, he made a good point. He's like, you want me to do all that so you can get, so you can get a TV? What? And it's like, I know you have to create obstacles for your protagonist to overcome. But, like, not every obstacle got to be Mount Everest, you know? That's the thing. Especially, like, I think what... Because people, like, when you look at the reviews of this book, like, people, like, love it, right? Like, people are, like, whatever. I feel like what skews it for me is being a classical musician. It, I think that's what... And especially, like, being in the world of it. Like, mm-hmm. for example, like... He went to he did he played that gig right he finally he first of all he did I was like <laughs> I felt back I was like this is unrealistic he was like practicing for this gig I'm like girl who practices for a gig you get there out before you flip to the book done but okay I'm gonna leave you alone yeah high school yeah yeah he in high school did we practice for the gigs in high school we did Mr. Yeah, Agen, he to make wanna, sure yeah yeah he didn't want us embarrassing him I used to be scared in high school because I was just like yeah okay okay fine 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 so he gets to the gig right and he goes up to the door. And all the people like going into the thing, da da da. He come, he's literally dressed like in his all black or whatever he had on, and he had a violin case. And the dude was like, "This is not a rap concert. Where you going?" Out of nowhere, he said that. Like what? He said, "Your kind's music isn't here." I'm like, "What? Whoa!" Like nothing happened, y'all. Like nothing happened. He just walked up to the door. This is not a rap concert, buddy. Get off my property. It's like, what? He didn't even, what? Oh, yeah, and a guy in the store, he was like, I think he said something like, he was at a violin shop trying to get his violin repaired, and a guy said something like, oh, you got your kind always walking around with your pants around your butt. And, yeah, what? And that's why I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was saying, like, it felt at no point <laughs> there were moments that i did not know where we were going where we were what time period we were in and i was like listen maybe like before i moved to the south i might have been like well you you are in north carolina i'm like i've really been to gigs in the middle of mississippi like i'm talking about like we in everywhere i was joking around with estefan once i'm like where you brought me like where are we going it's a setup and it's fine. That's not how people act. like. That's not how I don't know. I'm not trying to diminish nobody's experience. Everybody has different experiences. But I play weddings. Literally, all of them been in Mississippi. Literally, never been a problem. Like, and I've been the only black person at some of these weddings. Like, it's just not that. It's just not that. Because at the end of the day, like, some like you are not in the wedding. You are helping the wedding move forward. So they're not gonna be like, Darky, get out of here. X Y Z. Like they like you can play Bach all right come on that's what it is and like you and then a lot of time they'll be like oh you want something to eat like it's just not as, as a person who's in it it's just not it's just not that it's not it is just so frustrating and then also his friend Asian so 
if he had all that smoke for you, why wouldn't he have smoke for the other violinists who Asian? Yeah, and one of the cellists was too. And and like, I mean, there have been I've definitely heard stories of like extreme you know, like, you know, cuz there's some people that still like that, but the way that yeah, it unfolds course. is not real like it's not a realistic conversation. It's not even like it, it's not even just the level of racism. It's also just the way that it unfolds like the like I said, he will walk into a store and then it's just like you darky boy and it's just like yeah he, like it's like nothing has happened like it's just very sudden and like it just is like it's not the way normal like not I'm not say normal but like it's not the way that interactions happen like it's, it's, yeah that that that's also a part of it like and it's also every sing like every single place yeah and like every like and you know this could be a case of you know how you know like of, of any I'm sure any industry even when we see classical music like depicted on screen like how it doesn't how like it doesn't look like they're actually playing and stuff like that like things are just dramatized or switched yeah around and they're not completely accurate to somebody who's in the industry and like and I mean the author of the book is in the industry but at the same yeah. time he getting his book published you know like he's not this is not something he didn't self-publish his book he's beholden to like editors and stuff like that and so you know very good chance that things had to be dramatized because like for us we know oh black high school musician oh he's gonna face some racism but that may not be that may not be like intuitive to everyone you know yeah so maybe they had to ramp it up a bit but like y'all it's too much it's in my like, opinion yeah because it, it's not even believable what would have been believable at the gig he got to the gig he got some side eyes sat down played his i would have even i would have taken you know what i took i would have taken to he played the gig he got side eyed by the dude he's like i'm here to play he wouldn't have said no jay-z not here he would have been like who who sent you here who did it he would have questioned him that would have been believable he would have been like, oh, my friend Aiden, his name is friend is Aiden. And my friend Aiden inside, oh, let me go check who 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 brought, like, who hired you. That's weird. Whatever. He played. Then all his friends go to eat after. And then he would have been like, no, nah, you can't stay. I would have I would have took yeah. that. I would have I took that because that's what happened. Like, he made him leave. Like, all his friends were going to go get their plate. And he was like, you can't stay here. But he's like, you almost ruined my wedding. I was like, that's crazy. And he grabbed his arm and was like, I better not see you around here. Oh, yeah. And then they walked past the guy, the other guy. And the guy was like, these niggers are getting bold. It's like, everything. Yeah, it's every too much. Away. Every, every step, step of the way. It's, it's too much. Like, and it's just like, it was, would not go down like that. I'm, like, he would have he would have got questioned. He would have been asked to leave after he played. That's it. Like, like I'm, I'm not even saying it's not believable that they called him the N word. Like that's believable yeah, too. That's it's, believable too. Like, yeah, but you getting grabbed by the arm and, and no, it's not a rap concert. I'm like, we are literally at a mansion. Get out of here. Well, I'm aware. You act like we down there at the Rose Bowl. We, I am aware. <laughs> <laughs> like what? And even like the violin shop thing. Like that just doesn't make that doesn't make sense either. It's just yeah. I don't I don't the way that whole thing went down at the end of the day you want to make a sale. Yeah. So like, like why would you? Oh, I was just about to say he walked into the violin shop. Lady is glaring at him. He walk up to the guy. The guy's ignoring him, and then he's like, "Get out of here!" And did you steal the violin? That might that might be 
that might yeah, be believable. That, like, yeah, that would be believable. Or being suspicious of him. But then he was like, I'm not fixing your, your stuff and your kind and <laughs> I don't I don't do your kind here and um and then he fixed the violin but then he put like a plastic tailpiece on and like like twenty five dollar strings and he was like that's all I'm finna do it took just took his money and and but all every step of the way was like get out of my store I don't like your kind and like all of this mm-hmm. stuff like I could see sometimes people would be trying to get over on you because they don't think you know any better yeah like, I could I could I that's definitely believable <clears throat> oh you want to give him like lower quality also if you, if you want him to put new shirt why don't you tell him what strings you wanted before he fixed it <laughs> but, yeah that that was weird to me because he was like oh I thought you were gonna put dominant strings on why it. would he I know was like <laughs> like but you know what's crazy? <laughs> like you really put red label strings on a on a Stradivarius. That's insane. But he didn't know it was a Stradivarius yet. Yeah. Which also, you doing a lot of talking for somebody who wouldn't even be recognized that this is Stradivarius, or that it's a it's a quality violin. Like you didn't even. Yeah. Cause like it's a violin shop in the mall. Like I could see him not, you know, whatever. But you can see that it's a. Like you, if you're fix, if you're all up in the instrument, the repairs that it needed, like you should be able to at least tell that. Maybe it's like a guitar center type vibe. Yeah. Like they do a little something, but they ain't gonna do too much. Yeah. But also, where that's what I'm saying. Like I can't tell. Like, are we in? Are we in the 1950s South, or like is it 2010? Like I don't. At no point do I know what's going on. I don't. Like I don't, and I don't like that because it's like. There's enough, there's already so much going on in classical music that you don't have to add to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, even though, like, because, okay, as somebody who knows that, like, they find they find that nooses down at the Met, Darkie's still crazy to me. Like, I don't know, that's too much. Boy? Boy? I don't know it just kind of takes away from the story it does because it comes out of nowhere that's the thing it yeah. comes out of nowhere in a way that is not realistic and so it's like you're literally it's like literally you're walking down the street and somebody trips you like that's what it feels like yeah and i'm not saying obviously like we talk about classical music we've been talking about it for 190 episodes we know what's tea right but it's just like there's already so much going on in this field that you don't have to like literally like my former teacher got called a the er at aspen you know what i'm saying like if we know it we know what's tea but it's like every step of the way everything every interaction you have his teacher when he went to audition for all state his teacher was like no why what's going on and you also like even like that that to me that didn't make sense because you know that raekwon is like one of your top players anyway so why wouldn't he want why wouldn't he want to audition for all state that doesn't make sense. I just um I will say I felt bad. I put down the page number when he was talking to the grandma and he like broke down or whatever because he was telling the grandma about the racist experience that he had at the wedding. And I did feel bad because you could tell that was a point of realization. Like, because you know how kids are, like, when they finally get, like, kids who are really, really into music. And they finally get around people and get to play as much as they want to. And, like, you could tell that was a wake-up call moment for him. 
Mm-hmm. That I felt bad about because he was so excited about that gig. Yeah. And was knocked down and oh my goodness. But he was he was really really knocked down. I so I felt bad because he really broke down with her and was crying and stuff and it's just like mm-hmm. something that he really felt like, "Oh, I love this and whatever." And like just had this like wake up wake up call that like you are not mm-hmm. welcome here yeah that i felt bad because that was you know that's a real thing for a lot of people mm-hmm. so i felt bad about that the grandma is the one that's like encouraging him and stuff and um and his and one of his aunties so she you know she cute hey grandma like you know of course i like her And the teacher, Dr. Stevens, he, so he goes to like, can he, like he, he goes to this, um, regional orchestra audition, whatever. And he meets, um, one of the, one of the judges is a black, um, violinist who offers him a scholarship to the university that he teaches at. And, every, and of course his mom's like, I'm going to no damn college. What you finna do with that? Degree? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, the teacher like i was glad that she you know she pulled him aside and stuff and you know whatever because that that was like okay you know because a lot of it we both have had those teachers you know i mean some of the teachers the reason why i got this far exactly. someone who realizes that literally every teacher actually not every but most teachers the reason why i got this far is because they pulled me aside yeah, so that was a good thing. I don't want to make it yeah. seem like, oh, I hate this book. Like, we don't. Think I, I don't hate the book at all. Like, but we were because it was just. I'm telling y'all, like, if you have not read it, it is a lot. That stuff is a lot. That's why we talked about it so much. It is a lot. But there are like that. I really like that. And he also met two other black students at the uh, thing, which I liked. Um, yeah. I'm, and I and they talked to him, which is crazy, right? Because. Yeah, some of y'all. Okay, it's a, a lot of y'all. And um, and he was receptive to talking to him, even though he don't want nobody to call him Raekwon, which I was like, mm, okay. But um, what was I about to say? He had and then that bully. Yeah, it's like every step. That's what I'm saying. It's like obviously, like we're not don't don't do too much. Like we understand that. I'm gonna say me. I understand that there's racism, classical music. Hello, like I'm here. But I mean, come on! Like, by, more black people be in orchestras if they took auditions. Like, come on! I know what's was was tea. You know what I'm saying? But and I don't want to say like my experience is everybody else's experience, but it's like the the bully when he was like, "Is this affirmative action thing?" Well, that's actually my something. <laughs> you said what? I was like, "Well, hold on, that might actually be something they say." I was like, "Right." I was like, "Okay." that's realistic like yeah i've i've heard why people joke around like when i was in high school and stuff about affirmative action all the time like so i was like okay finally we get you know we get something real and then and then move, goes on a couple pages later to call him the hard er and i'm just like this is too we already know he's racist from the affirmative action thing yeah. maybe talks. i need to change i can't imagine I'm like i was i'm trying to figure out like I just can't imagine like going to split and somebody calling me like a heart. Like you, you my peer, and you calling me that. I feel like we gonna have to we gonna have to scuffle. I can't imagine my peer calling me that. Like a peer. And 
I feel like, oh yeah, and the orchestra teacher, like they heard everybody doing the doing their mock auditions, every single person, and then he's the last person, and the orchestra teacher gets up and walks away, and and he's like, oh, are you gonna hear me, Mr. So and So? He's like, why? It's like, <laughs> like just, and then I don't like, you know, like I said, those parts have been what has taken me out of the story because otherwise, I was enjoying the story um like the mystery parts I was like okay it's giving what like there's there's also some little snippets of like of like how he's at a disadvantage like they they touch on him not taking private lessons and stuff like Mm -hmm. that but right now I feel like a lot of the focus even though he has had these really jarring racist experiences like a lot of the uphill battle is seeming like it's the mom like yeah. strong arming him out of practicing and shut the hell up with that violin don't nobody hear that junk and don't nobody wanna hear, like all of that stuff and it's just like black people have definitely had you know you know parents that don't want them to go into artistic career or something like that like tr- that is a, certainly a thing or a lot of our parents just don't understand you know at the very at the very least just don't understand but also like i don't know i just feel like the the scale is tipped a little bit you Mm. know like when it comes to why black people are struggling to have like a a substantial presence in in like orchestras and stuff it's like not everybody mama is just crazy like this you know and Mm -hmm. i know that he's he's not saying oh this is how every black mama is but at the same time it's like like I said, like this book, like we said, this book is being presented to, you know, a mass audience. We are we are specialists in this area. So we know that. But like the, it matters how the how those issues are presented yeah. to people who are not familiar with them. Yeah. And so it, what it's giving is, oh, black people don't support like you know the kids doing this stuff and a lot, I just feel like a lot of the systemic things are like not like that the whole him not taking private lessons thing I feel like it's not really like explained in a way that like unveils like the reasons why it's difficult to do that because yeah. what it's giving like I, of course the whole get go work at Popeye's get get a job thing alludes to money issues but also it doesn't because it sounds like she want him to do that so she can get a tv not because they yeah. can't make ends meet yeah because it's not clear like are y'all struggling to make ends meet or are you just like i don't get it it's because it's giving like he gave her he made a thousand dollars and he gave her 850 of it and it's just like dang the mom like they just making her seem like oh my goodness yeah because I'm excited to flash for back forward. forward into the present because the going back into the childhood thing was just a freaking doozy. Yeah, it was like it was too much. And I'm not saying like like people's trauma or whatever, but it's like this is fictional. So it's like yeah. it's not a memoir. Yeah. So it's just it just felt like you could have made you made choices to to just pile on. And it's like there's so much here already but like yeah maybe it has to be <laughs> dramatized or whatever but 
I don't know if you're gonna dramatize it make it realistic like that whole even like the, the wedding scene the whole wedding scene could have been redone and it would have still been like a lot you know yeah. and even even like I read like two pages into the next part cause I was kind of like over it <laughs> but I read like a couple pages into the next part and he was at college and he was like I guess someone was calling him to an office and he was like of course like the only black person in the school and I'm just like can you just go to the office and see what they want like <laughs> right like oh my god and you're also not the only black person your teacher black so can we just focus like, like you actually left your id in the classroom like, exactly <laughs> like i don't and like to be fair like i don't know what they're gonna say i didn't keep going but like right. the way the way it's been going they probably gonna that's shoot what i'm him saying was he walking there right he go into the office and then the lights are off and they beat him up and they're like <laughs> you stealing pianos now we start with you with your backpack and the piano wasn't it right. it's like too much like Ugh, too freaking much. I was about to say, oh, now they draw swastikas on his thing, but actually, that's actually realistic because that's because because um, Meliora forever. Like <laughs> they actually be doing that in music school. Yeah, so, they man. actually do be doing that. So that actually would not be far fetched. <laughs> I'm like you. I'm, but I was gonna say that you talk to a musician, but you are a musician. So I'm trying to figure out what happened. You know what? Maybe have you? Did you ever see Mozart in the Jungle? Mm-hmm. see i never did i'm sure that was also pretty dramatized too but yeah, also there'd be some there'd be some there would be some drama going on in these orchestras like stuff but listen it'd be i'll be hearing some stuff i'd be, be tea but um, <laughs> y'all just don't know i mean some of y'all do but yeah i ain't gonna say no i ain't it's not my business to tell but it'd be tea <laughs> like i'd be like what's going on y'all are classical musicians <laughs> whoa chile so like that's like maybe that's what is given like you know sometimes stuff needs to be exaggerated but st- and like there are things that sometimes you see that and as a insider you're saying like that would never happen but the stuff in this book is like you don't have to be an insider to know that that would never happen yeah that's where that's where the disconnect is for me but i i preferred part one to part two you know Same. besides that little page nine situation it stopped being corny so i was right after i got past that i was like it was, i'm telling y'all there was like three there was like three things you thought all of them were corny i, I put yeah. a I put a note i thought you would like them i don't mind a corny so, man but it just made me feel like we talking to a dude and he's corny that's different but when i was reading it i just felt embarrassed i was like this is gross especially like it's not him being like just dance like it's not like stuff like that it's like you're taking it's like you're taking classical music and you're using it for your to be a cornball i ain't like that like (laughs) your heart just radiates like a like a major third like a (laughs) like your your skin just dances on top of the moonlight the same moon Mozart was gazing into when he wrote Symphony Number no. Thirty Nine. It's like, what are we doing? <laughs> like, I didn't like that. Like the pizzicato. I'm gonna see if I can find the first one because yeah, that I was my the other ones. Because the pizzicato to me was the corniest of all of them. I would say because it was the least 
like for me i'm you know i'm going into stuff like of course i know but i'm also one i'm going in trying to be the most open-minded and i'm like would anybody else know what that means like i feel like yeah you you have to if you have to explain it then it's not even going to be a useful like simile like you know because then you have to be like oh like pizzicato the plucking of the string (laughs) like if you have to explain it like then maybe just don't do it you know but like oh this one's not in there but oh her voice was like a symphony to his ears like it probably was (laughs) wasn't it it might be coming i was he he i have to find it i'm not gonna i didn't tab it it was pretty early on too the first one i was just like how much are we going to do of this the first one i thought was cute I don't remember what it was though, because it wasn't. Was it? it was subtle. It wasn't the pizzicato one was a little on the nose, and like I said, like it just didn't seem useful, like because it didn't seem like it was going to be intuitive to every reader, you know. But that's me putting my book critic hat on. Like, who are I? But still, oh, I just see the pucking of the violin strings with the fingers. What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> listen i don't mind a corny man but like it's because like you're using it's not you're not being corny in general it's like you're taking you know like you're taking something and making it like i don't even know people know what i'm saying like she turned to him pressed her hand on his chest her warmth spread through his shirt her touch like pizzicato Fucking violin strings with fingers. It's like, yeah. It's like if you have to understand, if you have to explain what pizzicato means, like maybe just don't use it. In this, I, in this, like it's not, it's not functional. So yeah, I, I, there has to be another one because I remember this was like. There definitely is. There definitely is. Was maybe it was this one, one, but maybe it was like the eighth note tattoo above her wrist rhythmically rhythmically yeah and there was another one where they they, there was that they mentioned the eighth note tattoo for sure there was and that's why i was like okay so we're page two (laughs) we got 88 we got 98 more pages to go but we gonna see y'all we gonna see I want to. I want to know the T of the violin. Yeah, and I think it was a strong. A strong like first first chapter six pages. It gets right. It like kind of cuts right to the chase. Like at the end, it's like him uncovering the note. Like I think that was a good like hook. Oh, when he found a note in the violin. Yeah, like at the end of the first chapter. In the in the first chapter is you know it's short, so it's like you only read six pages, and then it's like oh. Don't the violin. Yeah. The violin's gone. Like it, it gets, it puts you right in it. And it had me like, also like, I, okay, let's talk about like believability, right? Because like, you're like, whatever the racism that is not believable. That is believable because I remember, like, I was walking in an airport one time and I literally stopped to make sure my viola was inside of it because it felt funny. It felt like, it felt like she wasn't in there. So I literally stopped like. Oh, when I got off, no, I'm lying. When I got off, yeah, I was in the airport, but I got off the plane and I was, cause I was knocked out. I'm like, what up with somebody? But it's like, what's the chance of that? That literally can't happen. Like there's literally hundreds of people around. So 
I but I got off the plane, my viola case felt light. And I was like, why it feel like that? And I opened my case and I was like, oh no, there she go. So I, I could see that that I could see him like either not knowing that it felt different or not. I am confused as to how the um excuse me, how the shoe wasn't knocking around. Mm-hmm. That's not clear to me. How wasn't the shoe because you can't almost every case is the same. So you can't how you strap it down in there. And if you and if you switch it out, okay, also how it had to be Nicole. Because how did you strap it down in there? But where she where would she have put it? She gave it to Pilar. Because listen, she he was in the shower, right? For the shoe not to be, he ain't even realize. And for the shoe not to be knocking around, I mean she had to put it in a way. She had to fix it in a way so that it wouldn't be knocking around, right? Because like normally a violin case only got the bit that goes over over the neck. That's literally the that's literally the only part inside of a case that would hold it in place. You can't put a shoe through that. And even if you tie the strings to the thing over the neck, it'll be knocking around. I think it was Nicole. I think. I mean, I do think that I think her and, and Pilar they might have did a little tag team. Yeah, because they could pull it because that's the only way it could have gotten out because it has to get out in that cart because if she right. had given it to somebody. Oh, this is my other theory. This is my I have another theory, but before I say that, I just want to say that whole thing that we just that you just said. I feel like that's where our technical knowledge is coming into play. Because <laughs> the average yeah. person is not going to know what the inside of a violin case looks like <laughs> in terms that's of the, true, the but straps and things. Yeah, but you know what I thought? Okay, uh-huh. this was my theory, and I didn't write it down. And and I was trying to at the beginning of the episode remember it, or at the beginning of the topic, I was trying to remember it. Another possibility. What if Nicole took the violin out and hid it in the room, and after he left for the airport, she went back to that, to the room and got it. Oh, but now I gotta read the airport scene again because, because she left first. She left in the cab first, and then he left. They left in separate cabs. So what if after he left, because his cab came right after hers, because they caught them both at the same time. What if after oh. he left, she circled back and got the violin? Yeah, because she didn't have no violent cases. She couldn't take it out the room with her if she was working alone. If she wasn't working with the with the lady in the cart. Okay, so it gotta be it gotta be one of them too. It gotta be her circling back. But no, nah, it couldn't be unless P unless she working with Pilar. Because remember they was they was running the um the cameras and stuff. The FBI was running the cameras, so she had circled back. They would have yeah, seen her go back in the hotel. So I was going to say maybe, I mean, she could have been working with Pilar. She could have been working with whoever cleaned up the hotel. Because right. it might not have been Pilar. Because Pilar had left. You know, right. she she fled to Honduras. So she could have been working with either her or with somebody else. So like, yeah, she maybe she didn't come back. But maybe somebody else came back. Somebody who worked at the hotel who would be able to get a key. Because she was at the airport. Because she could have still went. Because she came back from Erie. So what if she doubled back? Yeah, somebody brought it out to her, and then she went to Erie, the violin in there. And while she came, while she come back, she because she came back from Erie to back to New York to stay with him after he came back to do the investigation and things. So she had already dropped that that violin off in Erie, and she, oh my God, Red Quad, I can't believe this happened, yeah. my baby. Like <laughs> it had to because that doesn't make it don't make sense otherwise. It don't make 
It has to be because what else would have happened? Yeah, like unless unless there was some type of unless there's some type of there's going to be some change at his story in terms of the timeline. It had to have been in that room, but I think that would have been that would be interesting if she like she just okay put it in the bed, put it under the bed or something like that, and then somebody else doubles back and gets it because then that wouldn't even be um that wouldn't be as suspicious because they already cleaned up all that they already cleaned up all the evidence but also i'm wondering did did he say they started looking for the violin in the room or they said oh no he left he left yeah he 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 already he 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 got back to north carolina if he didn't even know the the, it was missing until he got back to north carolina so she really could have just put it in a um she really could just put like in the closet or something yeah she had to she had to have and by the time and by the time they got back somebody had already cleaned the room so whoever that was probably just put it in a cart because I feel like Pilar is the obvious yeah it can't what be what if they all in it but no because why would she agree to do that I was about to say maybe Pilar is the decoy she could still be in on it and now they looking at her because she in Honduras but they're not going to find nothing because she didn't take it but the, she the decoy and the third also, person because five million dollars going on it's not like you it's not like you splitting it evenly five five three ways you know what i'm saying so pilar and then and, and then she in, she in honduras so she got her little money and she scat she did her part and like see i'm getting too into this i'm about to say and let's look up does honduras have an extradition treaty with the u.s <laughs> i get too into this but also the also I still want I'm still suspicious about the the plot. I don't understand like you whatever you an expert or whatever da, 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 da. but that still doesn't make sense because if Nicole also plays violin, then how come like how did you pull that off? I, I'm not buying the shoe thing because that does not make sense. And also every time I feel my viola knocking around, I always I always pull uh stop walking, strap it up or whatever. That's not adding up. And also you know what's not adding up. You know it's not adding up. The FBI can tell you what you have for breakfast this morning, but you can't trace a Bitcoin wallet thing. Why can't you trace that? Why is it taking so long? And also, especially like, especially as somebody who has a wallet, you it's literally connected to your phone number. It's literally connected to your account. So that also don't make sense. But if you're doing something illegal, they probably got ways. But also the I FBI probably got ways on top of those ways. You are the FBI, my brother in Christ. Like you are the FBI. <laughs> like, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, not Federal like, Bureau is sitting around waiting for the for them to turn himself in. That's why I'm just like, maybe maybe like TV has done too much dramatization, but it's just like I figure like all y'all got all this money and all these resources. Literally, if I if I went on TikTok right now. And I was like, this dude at 5.27 this morning walked past my car, broke my windows in. They would be able to find this dude and his address and his hair color and the last meal he ate on TikTok. And you tell him you can't trace a little itty bitty little thing? Come on now. Be serious. No one's being serious. The girls are sleuthing. They know how to find stuff. Remember that that unfortunate story that girl... Uh, last week on Twitter when like she got someone sideswiped her and then dude got out and started like beating her up and stuff like that and then drove off. I see that. Yeah, and they found him on Twitter. They yeah. found they found him and then now he got arrested. Period. And you tell me the FBI can't chase a, a wallet? 
nah <laughs> nah run me my tax money back <laughs> oh i now kind of want to read and see but i might be skip over I, oh i can't we gotta talk about it <laughs> right next mind. week but can you real quiet right now <laughs> Right, you 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 next week oh, and piggybacking off of what Delaney said. <laughs> right, right. I I agree with that. Uh, yeah, I, I was gonna say that same thing. Yeah, just <laughs> I hate that phrase. It's so triggering. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and adding to what you added to what you said. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I don't know, man. We gonna I wanna I'm gonna read. I mean, I have to, but I'm gonna read and find out. Because now I feel like it's Nicole, but I feel like also Nicole is too obvious. It ain't his, it ain't his mama. His mama's too stupid. How could it happen? Like, yeah, something. It's always something. I'm going I'm to start reading real close. I'm going to go over it. every. I mean, I, I was reading every word before. But, like, I'm going to really be looking. Because I wonder, like, what happened? something it's got to be something like because can, didn't nobody come in there while y'all was asleep nah ain't no way so it's like something has to have happened unless nicole not telling the whole truth even even if she wasn't on, in on it sometimes people don't want to admit that they you know oh oh she went out to the ice machine or something you know yeah maybe that's that's true not too much on nicole maybe that Maybe she like went to the lobby. Oh, I mean, I still too much on Nicole because why wouldn't you say that? Like, I understand you don't want to be, you don't want to feel responsible, but like also they need to, they need the truth to investigate. So if you did step out of the room, you should have said she something. want her man to be mad at. I mean, but he gonna find out eventually if they I check the like, security camera and they're like, oh well, you left the room. She doing too much because I'm like that was my man violin. I'm like first of all let's burn this whole joint down because where's my man's violin? You taking my man's stuff? <laughs> That's crazy. Well, also like I don't know. We'll find out. We gonna find out because maybe she leaving. Because also like why well, didn't like when she was like thirty seconds? I mean two minutes? I mean five minutes? I don't know. And I was like I understand like when you recounting a story, it's like you especially like under pressure like you're literally talking to somebody from the fbi but i don't know man i don't know like yeah. you would have known like especially like when it's such a and maybe that's why like it might not be her because you know how like, you do something so little and so like mundane it's like hard for you to remember exact yeah. details so maybe but also it's just like that's true it's too easy for her it's too easy for her not to be it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you literally had the opportunity. You waited till the last day. Y'all was there at the hotel while he was showering. Like, yeah. I mean, that's true. Yeah, especially you don't want to be responsible. So she probably tripping over her words and stuff. Okay, fine, Nicole. Maybe, but, but maybe, maybe, maybe because also you've been telling. There's like been a a little theme I picked up a little bit where he was like, she's always the one like encouraging him to shower. Not like he dirty or nothing, but he's always like, you need to rest. <laughs> You need to rest. You need to shower. Yeah. 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 So maybe. Yeah. She talking about. Oh, yeah. When she was like, let's shower. I was like, oh, but then she meant separately. And I was like, hmm. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I, I know. Know. 
because no it was a little spicy in the beginning because he came out the shower in the very beginning came out the shower and talking about she eyed his nakedness i was like oh i didn't know it was that type of blood i was like listen we ain't doing no we not doing no smut review on, on classically black we gotta there has to be a line That's somewhere after dark <laughs> i was like uh he came out naked. I was like, okay, hold what on. Conspiracy? No, I'm just <laughs> what y'all do with the pegs? <laughs> All right, they are they adding a whole new meaning. No. <laughs> Remember what you said about that girl in the scroll? I never forgot no. that. I I'm not gonna. Remember. I ain't gonna say it. But you just know you said it. You said it. I said you know that. you know exactly what I'm talking about too. Remember that girl that used to be my studio? <coughs> yeah. <coughs> Insane. <laughs> I will pay money to get that etched out of my brain. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's what they that's probably what they got going on. I mean, listen. That's probably what they got going on too. Because I did not know that that I was like on page two. I was like, oh, we're hitting the ground running. <laughs> I didn't know it was this type of book, especially because like with the classical music stuff, I always go in, you know, thinking like yeah. skewing to the more con- like it's gonna be more conservative. So like, I didn't know there was gonna be so much cursing in the book. I don't, I don't care, but I just didn't, I just yeah. didn't know. Like when yeah. stuff is marketed towards a classical music audience, I always like we are one of the most like, if not the most like colloquial, casual, non-conservative type of, you know, type of media in classical music. So I always expect us to be, you know, like it, like I always expect it to be like more conservative than our tastes mm-hmm. or whatever. So that was just surprising to me that he was going to have his dick out on the, on, the <laughs> on page three. Like, <laughs> but okay then. Period. But also I'm wondering like, It's always funny to me when, when like classical media is so conservative. I'm like, have you met classical musicians? They, I don't know if it's the awkwardness or what, but it's just like the messiest people on a face. And like, the, y'all be putting them together at music festivals. Have you oh, met a classical? Bro. Have you met? I feel like y'all have not met classical musicians. I feel like they are messy. They are messy. They like to have a lot of fun. Some of them, yeah, like whatever. They're awkward, but like there's awkward lawyers, or awkward teachers, whatever. And they be but getting down, no matter how awkward they are. One thing about it, they be in there like rabbits. Let me tell you that much, okay? Like, don't get it twisted. Classical musicians are they are messy. Maybe it evens out the older they get. But let me tell you something about my college. Uh, no, because remember that story I told you? Yes. And they middle age, so. <laughs> you did it in front of all your colleagues. <laughs> I would have paid money. My face would not. I, I wear a mask in orchestra. I would have been like, oh. <gasps> <laughs> I'm like, classical music. Like, I'm like, we lucky need a reality show. But, like, I feel like all the people that I would cast – like or I, w- I feel like I could cast the whole thing but like a lot of us just don't live in the same place so it wouldn't work you know yeah I had an, I had an idea for a reality show too but I was just like you literally like I, I don't know how much this doesn't work like that for us it's like now you want this classical now you want this classical music reality show and also like 
um i watched this tiktok of this lady she was like she used to work in production on a reality tv show she wouldn't say which one and she was like <clears throat> excuse me she was like most of the stuff you see it's been it's not even just about the editing it's like we do stuff on purpose to make yeah. to make it happen she's like a lot of the times like like y'all are um like we wake you all up really early in the morning just because we'll tell you something at nine but wake up at five just because or like a lot of times like there'll be long stretches of you not eating and people are like you starving them it's like not starving but just like breakfast might not making be till 11 irritable. making them irritable but there's alcohol you know like there's always alcohol but like meals might be few, few and far between during the day and like she's like even if you are angelic no problem like whatever we will we will skew your words in the editing to make it look like you said something and then we will in in, in the interviews because you know how all reality tv shows have them little interview things they will we will like make stuff up like you know delaney was like <coughs> delaney was like that your scale was flat and you gotta you go over here worry about everybody else you gotta worry about that like they will make stuff up so i mean obviously and that's what makes the tv right that's what makes you know love island that's what makes all that stuff it makes it and it's like people even like the most sane people can look crazy because you know of editing of like planting little things during their interviews by the producers and stuff like that and it's like you imagine you going on a show like that and you know whatever just to be in a house with class conditions for four weeks and you come out you can't get a job because people don't saw you down at Mozart Island but then again I mean a lot of those people probably not gonna want a job they probably gonna want to be an influencer and stuff because a lot of people I said when I was watching uh love is blind I'm like y'all are acting an absolute skip damn fool but they probably don't care about skipping skip a, damn <laughs> <laughs> wow um, they, they probably don't care about keeping a job as a business analyst or whatever because now they got 700,000 followers and now they want to yeah. be influencers so I feel like you got to go into that being ready to pivot and wanting to to a certain extent yeah, yeah i feel like class is gonna be hard because it's like a lot of people they gonna go right back to their teaching job <laughs> you know it's yeah. like who would sign up for a classical music reality tv show let us know but you know some because a lot of the classical musicians <gasps> that have an online presence probably would we you know who are influencer we doing one i don't have an online uh, presence we have classically black like uh, like something that's not just plain like you don't you know like we have you're a personality a media personality we both are you know to an extent the personality is our personalities but you know what i mean i would do a reality tv show you said you would i wouldn't i would produce one <laughs> but i would not it depends because i'm so old TV, school what are we gonna be doing Oh, let's do a classical music reality TV show. Get all Can the influencers. Imagine? We should do like a Love Island classical music. That would be insane. I don't know what that is. You don't know Love Island where they go? It's kind of it's a mess. I only watched like the first season. It's like it's big now, but basically like they go on an island and they send equal amounts of um men and women, and they have like these challenges and they whatever. Yeah, it's messy because like obviously not everybody's straight but like mm-hmm. 
what they do is like they they, they make it messy. So they like you might be you might be queer, but they're making it, they making it seem like everybody's straight. So that's where like it gets you know, and then you can sit at home based on like. I'm doing a terrible job. So if you watch Love Island, don't <laughs> not too much. I watched it like at the beginning of the pandemic. But like you get sent home if you're not coupled up, basically, or someone breaks up with you and you can Oh, that sound like a conservatory. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chile. Maybe I'm here tea. for it. Period. Let us know. Anybody want to pitch in? We could do get a little production team going. That would be insane. It would be. I already have. I got. I got an idea. I have one cast member that you're gonna laugh at, and I was gonna say it, but I'm. I'm not anymore. <laughs> I feel classical musicians are so annoying. No offense. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like. I I feel like it would have to take. I don't know because it's like all y'all want to do is talk about classical music so it's like no but there are some that that there are some that might be interesting i feel like we could put a little cast together. i mean listen i've seen enough we could put a little cast together but like <laughs> I, I feel like people it would have to i don't even know what the circumstances would be because people don't want to r- ruin their careers <laughs> i mean but not all clearly tv is bad like you know like I feel like the circle is not even that messy. It's gotten, there's been some, of course, some messy moments. Oh, the circle's not messy. You're right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I feel like people have gotten better because I don't like messy reality TV. I don't like watching people fight. It doesn't make me feel good. Like, so I don't like stuff like that. But mm. we're going to see. Some people like, you know, feel good television. Queer Eyes is a feel good show. Um, Big Brother. Mm, I don't know what that is. But. My laptop finna die. So, <laughs> all right, y'all. Well, see y'all next week on the on this front. Right. All right, y'all. Time for Black Excellence, where we hype you up, gas you up, and give you your props because it's room for everyone at the top. Who are you talking about, Delaney? Okay, so this week I am talking about Dante L. Douglas. I came across him because he was just named the associate director of the Spirit of Troy, which is the marching band for USC. Fight on. Um, before that, he was the assistant director of bands at Louisiana State University, where he was the assistant director of the Tiger Band, the director of the Bengal Brass, and also guest conductor of all concert ensembles. And um, he taught undergraduate conducting. He um, also served as associate director of bands and coordinator of athletic bands at Henderson State University. Um, he earned his master's of music degree in wind band conducting at Florida Atlantic University, um, and his bachelor of science in music in percussion, um, from FAMU in Tallahassee, Florida. Um, let's see. He is also an active guest conductor, clinician, and adjudicator for numerous festivals across the Southeast, and he has presented at state and regional conferences. Um, He's also a member of the College Band Directors National Association, National Association for Music Education, the National Band Association, and an honorary member of Kappa Kappa Psi and Phi Mu Alpha Symphonia Music Fraternity. Um, yeah, on the end of his bio, I was reading this, and it says when he's not musicking, Dante and Dante. Did you say Kappa Alpha Psi? 
Kappa Kappa sign. Dang. I was like, okay, Indy. Um, it says when he's not musicking, he enjoys traveling and hiking with his wife. And then I was like, her name's not familiar. I think his wife was a black excellence. Like a couple months ago. Ah, that's right. Wait. What's her his wife's name? Marie. What's his la- what's his name again? Douglas. You might recognize her face. I wonder if his wife his wife is a cop a composer? Mm-hmm. Oh, she go to Memphis. I don't know. Maybe. I feel Sorry. like I feel like it because I remember I saw her post on Facebook like maybe maybe I'm putting them the wrong thing together I think sorry I just clicked over to her website yep yep doctoral yep. student at University of Memphis yep okay <laughs> yeah I just saw her post about how she um come on power couple right I know that's right Okay. What's my piece of the week? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you ask everybody but the person that got just saw. <laughs> um, let's do down one because I will be bringing her back out. Happy practice day, number one. Um, after a break. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for listening to the Classically Black Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Classically Black Podcast. If you have a piece of the week suggestion, a black ex suggestion, or an intermission suggestion, classicallyblackpodcast at gmail.com. Um, if you're black, join ISBM. we got a convening coming up. IS Black Musicians on social media, isblackmusicians.com. And we will catch y'all next week. Bye, y'all. Bye.